0: Hello, y'all, and welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I am your host for this episode, Cody Stoffer, and we got another set of requests that we're going to be handling. And once again, if you want to request your film to be broken down by us, go ahead and go to our social medias and fill out the Google request form to get your film broken down, whether it's on one of these episodes or also on a potential Twitch stream. And, you know, Mason and I are hammering these out. So please get those submitted, especially seniors. Uh, We're trying to prioritize you as much as we can. So please send those in as soon as you can. And so with that being said, we're going to address some guys who were requested either by themselves or by other players here on this episode. And the first player that we're going to talk about is Marquise Hernandez. Now, he's a senior running back or yeah it still is a senior running back over there at kennedy high school so his high school career is up and you know in this senior season of his he did tote the ball 69 times for 303 yards and a score and he had 15 receptions for 90 yards as well as losing one fumble and you know also on the defensive side contributed a little bit here with eight tackles and a tackle for loss these are just the max prep stats i wouldn't be surprised if there is more you know hiding out somewhere but i did talk to some of those coaches and know that there was a bit of a rotation and stuff kind of going on there and a little bit of things to figure out from the running back position but anyways diving into Marquise hernandez here And some things that he does well. I think that easily his strongest trait is his acceleration. I rated that at a 6 and think that, you know, he does a great job of getting up to speed in a quick fashion. He could reach his top speed very, very quickly. Uh, That being said, his top speed, you know, was his next highest rated category at a 5.8. You know, falling into that uh, solid-ish range. And then, you know, his next two highest categories were agility slash change of direction and footwork. These kind of go hand in hand. He was able to cut it back across the field a little bit. And, you know, on top of that, was able to put on a couple of decent jukes throughout his film that he submitted. And, you know, did so with pretty nice finesse on the footwork. Following that, his next highest was power slash explosiveness. He wasn't afraid to lower his shoulder Uh, from time to time and, you know, was able to at least fall forward quite a handful of times. And that's why I rated it at, you know, a 4.7 is because it's maybe not spectacular, but it's what you would ask out of, you know, somebody at the running back position. Now, with all that being said, I do think that Marquis Hernandez for this Culver Stockton team that he is committed to is a bit of a project player for them and somebody who's going to, you know, have to put in a lot of work in the offseason and go hit the weight room and do a bunch of drills, because there are just a lot of things that I think he needs a lot of work on. Um, The receiving output, especially for a team that has Isaac Cisneros was not very impressive to me. I feel like there's a lot more that they maybe, maybe schematically could have done, but also I feel like he was a little inhibited himself with some of his own skills to not be called out to go run routes and stuff like that and do more out of the backfield so i gave his receiving a 3.8 just not a high volume and not a very impressive showing then his vision i did not rate super high i gave his vision to 3.6 i feel like he'd run into defenders more often than looking for open green and that he would just get very blinded by that front seven and in that box he just couldn't find a lot of escapes or openings and you know that caused his you know th- that that caused him to miss out on some pretty big plays. There are a ton of plays where I'm like, hey, if you cut right here, you can gain another six to seven yards. Or hey, if you cut this back, you might be able to score. Um, But like I said, you know, his acceleration is solid and his speed is solid, but it's not world breaking. So he really has to have better vision to make some of these things work. In addition, you know, like I said, his power slash explosiveness, he's able to provide a pop. However, this does not really translate into tackle breaking or balance slash body control. His balance slash body control was actually rated out of 4'3". I think it's pretty average, and, you know, he can occasionally recover from a stumble and stay up a little bit longer than most. But, you know, his tackle breaking, for lowering his shoulders so much, he finds very little success trucking people. And, you know, he is a bit on the smaller side of 5'8", 150 pounds, so he's pretty light to be looking at the next level. And, you know, putting on a ton of weight is going to probably help out with his tackle breaking skills and his overall strength and power, hopefully. So that's going to be the first big project is getting muscle on Marquise, just getting bulk on him. And in turn, that'll help out his blocking. You know, whenever we don't see blocking film, we base it off of their frame as well as maybe some lifting numbers. And between the numbers and his frame, I could not award him higher than a 2.3. This is a category that I'm very worried about for him on the next level is being able to block. Um, You know, I think that there's plenty of opportunities to block for Cisneros this year. And, you know, I just, I I didn't get a chance to really see him, you know, set or anything like that. And, you know, through conversations I had, maybe it wasn't somebody that they could necessarily rely on to pass block in the game so those are some pretty big areas of improvement i would say for marquis to work on fortunately like i said he is going to culvert stockton that is an naia school and you know it looks like he's pretty excited to go there all he does is tweet uh culvert stockton stuff and you know they um they, they've been pretty successful as a program and so i think that they're going to be able to maximize Marquise hernandez and you know i feel like he's gonna have a good time there at at culver stockton and probably find a home you know i am unsure if they are necessarily going to jump him straight to running back i don't know if they necessarily have other plans for him but he will probably see the field first as a special teamer i highly recommend a red shirt year and i feel like it might even be two years before Marquise can really see a ton of action on the field and at that, I see him probably being a little bit more of a rotational player. There are some things that I could potentially be missing here, but his film that he sent in, and then along with some numbers I looked at, looked at and some conversations I had uh, revolving Kennedy and kind of a carousel that they had going at the running back position, just wasn't super inspiring to me. And uh, I think that this is a big time project player, but one you know who comes from. A, a culture that is willing to grind and comes from a city that's uh, not easy to make it in. And I think that, you know, potentially if he takes that same grit, that same kind of mentality with him to Culver Stockton, that, you know, he stays dedicated and he puts his mind to it and takes advantage of these collegiate facilities and this collegiate coaching that, you know, maybe he could make something out of himself. And, you know, I could see a lot of potential here for him to skyrocket. Uh, you know, his his grade currently sits at about a 44 I think there's a lot of potential here to shoot up to a 60 um, within these next two to three years and contribute on this next level. But it's up to him and these facilities and these coaches to see what exactly they can do with Marquise here. So uh, Marquise, once again, congratulations on your commitment. You know, that is always a fun thing to check out and a fun thing to be a part of. And uh, Culver Stockton, you know, you guys are getting somebody who's willing to put in the work. That being said, we are going to talk about another, uh, you know, kind of a smaller school player here coming up next. Morning, PMC fam. I am your host for this episode, Cody Stoffer, and we got another edition of requests today this time featuring a handful of running backs, a couple of linebackers, and a safety from Glenwood. That was not planned by the way, that just happened. But anyways, thanks for tuning in. And we got a running back slash DB, but we're gonna be focusing on the running back film of one Troy Motley, You could be found at Troy underscore Motley three on Twitter. He's a five foot eight, 165 pound, 160 pound back out of Northfield with a lot of finesse and a lot of juice. Not to mention a 3.5 GPA and an all-conference running back. So I love the 3.5 GPA. You're getting a good student here. And what else are you getting with Troy Motley here? Well, first and foremost, you're getting a pretty quick back. His speed, I have rated at an 8.3. He can take off and he wins a lot of foot races, you know, over the course of this Northfield schedule. And, you know, I think that's that was pretty well reflected in his long of a 79 yard run and his 8.3 average you know I don't think that you're able to generate that kind of burst or that average without having top tier speed and obviously ripping off a nearly 80 yard run is a big deal to outrunning the entire other team and getting up to speed fairly quickly. Now speed isn't the only thing he's got you know his speed is very good but his balance slash body control is impeccable he uses this not only in the agility way but also in the you know kind of bouncing off of guys not necessarily breaking tackles but in the bouncing off of guys and you know coming out of piles uh still upright i think he does a good job of running very low and you know that's where he gets like some of his explosiveness for sure and just as well his agility slash change of direction Another skill that was almost at a three-star level, I rated it at a 7.9. And, you know, in addition to that, his footwork being a 7.7. So you have a handful of these three-star or high two-star ratings in these categories because he really is just a jitterbug kind of back. He does a great job of bouncing around, finding the open hole, putting moves on people. He snatches a set or two of ankles throughout his film that I was able to watch. And ultimately, is just a very electrifying player who I think could be you know, have a high upside as a complimentary back on the next level, you know, he's just a really good athlete and is able to do a plethora of things for you on top of, you know, his athletic running style. I think that he has solid enough vision to back it up. I put his vision at a 6.8 uh, partially because, you know, he does cut it back across the field a couple of times. I think that he doesn't necessarily set up his blocks with his vision, which is, you know, what kind of separates the sixes from the sevens, eights and nines. But I think that he can read a football field pretty well, and he does a good job of keeping his eyes up. Now, acceleration-wise, that is his next highest category. I gave that a 6.7. I don't think that he necessarily gets up to his top speed super fast, but, you know, I don't think that it takes too long. I think by the time he reaches his top speed, you know, it's not like the play is shot and over. So you have that, and that's why he's able to rip off some of these long runs. And then... You know, lastly, I'd say uh, kind of the middle of the road category, not necessarily a strength, but not necessarily a complete area of improvement is his power slash explosiveness. He just doesn't show that much strength when running. And so, you know, that's where the power kind of lacks from. But he does show a decent amount of explosiveness, pushing off that foot, getting upfield, cutting back across and whatnot like that. So that's what lands him at a 5.7 right in the middle of the road here uh, with with potential to increase. Now for the tough stuff here, he is 5'8", 165 pounds, didn't have access to, you know, lifting numbers and didn't see a whole lot of blocking film here. And, you know, this is an offense that doesn't really call on a ton of, you know, like spread kind of looks, I guess I should say. So his blocking does kind of get a lower score here at a 2.8 and, you know, I it, it could be phenomenal, but... Blocking is something that you have to put in there. And if your frame and, you know, weight pushing numbers aren't there, I have to assume the worst. That is just how it is. Speaking of, you know, I don't have to assume the worst on this. Tackle breaking, he is just not a very good tackle breaker. He can be brought down fairly easily once he's squared up to. And, you know, like I said, the power is what's lacking here. And so that's what's locking with his tackle breaking. Very rarely does he break a tackle. And if he does, it's usually an arm tackle that usually kind of bounces off of him. But you know, as far as good tackles going for him, he never breaks two on one play, and he just doesn't generate a whole lot of umfa uh, to really push through some of these bigger um, some of these bigger guys and do anything with it. So his tackle breaking, I do have a three point six. I do think it is a massive area of improvement, and that he's another guy who needs to put on a lot of weight for the next level. And when I say weight, I mean muscle weight. his strength up help his blocking help his tackle breaking and uh you know also his power and explosiveness just having a little bit extra mass to hammer someone with is the big point here lastly his receiving just isn't all that impressive with the four receptions for 44 yards there's just not a whole lot of workload there to really award that high of a receiving grade it's not that i don't think that he can but it's just that i haven't seen it and his film or in the numbers so it is going to be a question mark until further notice and therefore i have it rated at a 3.3 and all of this adds up to a total grade of 60.7 that's a pretty solid score for uh this Northfield back running off of a pretty low volume you know with only 38 touches uh between catching and uh, running the football i think that he's totally worth a flyer you know on you know, maybe the NAIA level or the D3. But if he wants to go further in his career, I totally think that he could make a lot of noise at a junior college and turn up against some national competition, show off his agility, maybe get some snaps on special teams. And, you know, within two years, probably, you know, probably even redshirt out of JUCO that first year. And so I have a couple more years of eligibility, maybe play some JUCO ball by his third year and uh, transfer for that fourth and maybe even fifth year of football, get a good education out of it, get an affordable education out of it, and uh, make a living playing some football. So, you know, that's kind of where I think Troy Motley's highest upside is out of Northfield. And, uh, you know, I wish him nothing but the best and hope that some college uh, team takes a chance on him, especially because here in the Mile High State, we'll outrun anyone, endurance-wise, playing a Mile High. But... Coming up next, another big dog Colorado box state back. Howdy, y'all, and welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I'm your host for this episode, Cody Stauffer, and we have our last focus running back for the day, and that is going to be Bayfield's very own Kale Schaefer, the big time receiving and running threat out of that Bayfield backfield that was able to you know, contribute to a playoff run here for this Bayfield school. And what was the bounce back here and something that I could kind of see looking at this, you know, um, Southwestern conference on the two a level. And so talking about, you know, Kale Schaefer's uh, strengths and, you know, some evidence to back that up, you know, his speed I rated it at an 8.6 and his acceleration at an 8.9. His speed is good, but his ability to get to top speed is very, very impressive. And overall, you know, he's just a very dynamic, explosive back, the most explosive one on this episode. And, you know, one of the more explosive ones that we've had the honor of breaking down, you know, this acceleration almost at a four star rating, his speed right at a three and a half star rating, just a little bit above here with that eight, six, eight, nine. He's able to rip off some super long runs. And I think that's heavily, you know, backed up by his long of 66 this year running the ball and a long of 51 on a reception. So both of those are not possible without, you know, incredible speed to just take the defense right out of their socks. Furthermore, you know, for being a bit on the smaller side for being 5'8", around 165 pounds, he's incredibly good at breaking tackles. He sheds multiple tackles on multiple plays and, you know, just shows an excellent form of body control and, you know, just the the ability to also kind of lower his shoulder and pick up a few extra yards and shrug off a few tackles. And so for that, you know, I did give his tackle breaking an 8.4 and, you know, he was looking to be a very well-rounded back. And, you know, that's exactly what he is. That's kind of what I was expecting a little bit. You know, uh, I think the COVID season was a little tough to gauge Kale Schaefer here. You know because he only had like not even 100 total yards, uh, rushing the ball, um, and then also like 83 receiving the ball. But the previous year, the sophomore year, he did have a very productive season with 739 yards, you know, rushing the ball and 95 yards catching the ball. And that's kind of what I was hoping to see here more this senior year of Kale's, and that's exactly what it is able to do with this top-notch speed, with this ability to shed tackles, with, you know, 8.1 body control where, you know, there's this one play where he gets spun all the way around. The defender looks like he has a good tackle. Kale manages to get his right foot in the dirt and just stand straight back up and take off to the end zone and pick up his speed rather quick. Again, a testament to his acceleration. And then, you know, very few running backs are able to pull off that crazy, you know, spun around, almost hit the ground, but get the foot out, stand back up and score kind of plays so obviously that was super impressive but in addition to these traits as a runner you know this the speed this body control this tackle breaking uh, his agility slash change of direction which i had graded at an eight he does have a couple of plays where he cuts it all the way back across the field and you know he has pretty solid jukes but also his ability to make very quick cuts like he'll cut left cut right cut left cut left cut right again you know just very very smooth and you know very abrasive and hard at the same time you know abrasive in the suddenness of which it can happen and you know just the kind of pop that he gets out of his steps further elaborating on that you know with his agility being so good it's partially because his footwork is phenomenal i gave his footwork an 8.2 You're looking at a lot of these ratings and thinking, wow, this is a lot of three-star ratings for this 2A back. But, I mean, he's just naturally very, very athletic. And I'll talk why he's getting overlooked here in a second, but he absolutely should not be. He is just an insane athlete uh, who can do a lot for you. Not only is he a good running back uh, with all these things, but he's a smart running back. You know, I gave his vision an 8.1. When you're able to cut all the way back across the field multiple times on your film, that's great. You know, he's able to kind of, you know, Cut either way, take advantage of his blockers. If they miss or make a block, he can take a blocker that missed a block and turn it into, you know, kind of a pseudo block. And that's, you know, very impressive and exactly what you want from, you know, these higher level vision, this higher level running back is somebody who can create blocks with their vision. And Kale does exactly that, uh, along with just finding the opening holes. I mean, he's also a pretty solid special teamer, you know, having returned, you know, 411 yards over his four years for um for this Bayfield squad and uh you know ripping off a long of 81 as a sophomore and even scoring you know a a kickoff return touchdown his sophomore year so you know he he adds a little bit of versatility in that way but what really puts icing on the cake for him to be a very well rated running back for me is his receiving ability you know I put his receiving ability at a 6.8 here You know, 25 receptions, 332 yards, two scores, and, you know, over his career, caught 40 passes for 510 yards. And, you know, part of that is he does everything that you want out of a running back catching out of the backfield, which is, you know, the bare minimum. That'll get you a four and a half, a five on here. The fact that he's able to make some pretty phenomenal catches is pretty good but his field awareness when catching the ball is also spectacular and i think that he shows a good awareness for you know his teammates the sidelines the down marker and everything like that which adds up to you know a very solid receiving score and things that i look at in a receiver is that field awareness and you know that iq and he has a very high receiving iq and that carries his receiving up quite a bit here to that 6.8 kind of land but You know this this wasn't you know even his next highest category i did give his power slash explosiveness a 7.7 i think it's very very good and like i said he's able to consistently break tackles he's able to consistently get you know a big pop a big push and you know hit the field running and i'm even going to bump it up to a 7.8 upon further thought because it really is that just immediate it's a very you know snap kind of reaction to whatever you know is asked of him whether it's putting his foot in the dirt and getting up field going through a defender cutting back he has all of those things and it all bodes very well for him All of that being said you know i think that is receiving i wish that we got to see more of him out of the backfield and you know lining up wide and lining up slot and running you know corners and running posts i think that he's capable of doing all those things but those are the things like that a mason lowe from the stream last night could do and maybe I didn't really see that too much out of Kale Schaefer. And then in addition, just not a lot of blocking film for him. Some of it, I think that he's capable of doing it, but at 5'8", 165 pounds, it's definitely his biggest question mark and is rated at a 3.7 because I think that it falls just below uh, Service Bowl. Service Bowl being four, where it's like we can live with it, but it's not ideal. I think that he falls just below that, mainly due to his frame. And so for any school that wants him, you want to bulk up a little bit, but... Also, I don't necessarily think that you have to. I think that on the NAIA level, for sure, you can kind of come in and immediately impact your passing and running game with, you know, some pretty big plays and, you know, even be a fringe, you know, maybe in three years, D2 player who can get some serious snaps and be, you know, more of a complimentary back, but one who adds versatility on your special teams and contributes in a plethora of ways to your squad. Overall, I rate Kale Schaefer at a 76.6. You know, I do think that he has that two-star upside mainly because he's just an incredible athlete. Undersized? Sure, but that hasn't stopped, you know, a lot of running backs from being really good, and when you have someone who's that athletic, you got to take a flyer on him sometimes and uh, let them let them cook. So, that is Bayfield's very own Kale Schaefer. Coming up next, we will be transitioning to the defensive side of the ball. What's up, PMC gang? I'm your host for today, Cody Stauffer. And we are going to be jumping over to the linebacker position on this midway point of the episode. And the first person we are going to talk about is Westminster High School's very own Dominic Ciani. He is a 6'1", 185-pound senior linebacker for this westminster squad who also caught some passes you know uh racked up five receptions for 63 yards mainly on play action rollouts and whatnot for these westminster wolves but uh while also picking up a pancake block uh blocking for them but really the defensive side of the ball is what he i'm pretty sure is recruited as 81 tackles two for loss two sacks three hurries uh, pick, two pass deflections, a fumble recovery, and a caused fumble. So, talking about Dobbs, and some things that he does well, you know. Having played some tight end and seeing the way he catches the ball, you know, catching is a category that we have here for the linebacker position. And I have rated it at a 7.8, honestly. You know, he's, he's pretty... He's pretty good at catching the ball. And then I also rated his top end speed at a seven. I wanna say that his 40 time is a four, eight, five. And, you know, he moves pretty well once he's going like north and south. So his top end speed is pretty dang good. Um, also in that seven range, you have his height and frame. Like I said, 6'1", 185. I gave it a 7.1. He definitely needs to put on some more weight heading on to that next level. But, you know, he, he has the height which is good and he just needs to put on some pounds, which is not a bad thing. Uh, Some other things that he does pretty well, I have his zone coverage ability at a 6.2. You don't rack up a a couple of pass deflections and this interception interception comes on a very nice read of the offense and playing playing solid zone defense. So, you know, he's doing those things pretty well and you know, uh, it's it's solid enough solid enough skill in addition he also has a six in hit power uh he could lay the wood pretty well nothing super super flashy but you could see uh some pain inflicted on some of his uh run defending so and speaking of his run defendability i have it rated at a 5.8 i think that he does a good job of playing the run i think that inside of the tackles. He's really, really good. Um, But I just didn't see him work outside of the tackle box a whole lot. And that has me a little bit worried about his, you know, lateral movements and overall fluidity and whatnot. And so with that being said, I'm gonna go ahead and jump into areas of improvement here for Dominic Ciani before he starts playing ball on the next level. And I will say, you know, While he does rack up a couple of sacks here, he doesn't really show, I guess, like specific moves. These are like delayed blitzes, which is a skill in and of its own. But I feel like for pass rushing skills, which is the category here, that he needs to develop, you know, whether it's a rip or a swim or some hand fighting moves, he just needs to develop some kind of moves here. So uh, I have that rated out of four point three. I think it's pretty, pretty average. Um, block shedding ability. Uh, I also think this is pretty average. I have it at four point six. He shows some instances of being able to get off a block, but like I said, he just doesn't really have a bag or a go-to move here to get linemen off of him or to, you know, find himself in the backfield. You know, this run defendability. He's really good at catching the running back but he doesn't really go up and make plays in the hole he doesn't really push aside offensive linemen or anything like that um he does from time to time but uh i just want to see the level of that increased pretty dramatically honestly and his overall aggressiveness and ability to read plays, i want that to go up a little bit more and you know even if he can't read the play as well he's got to be able to get linemen off of him so he's got to be able to get his hands up more often in addition i kind of hinted at this a little bit when talking about his run defendability but his overall agility slash hip fluidity i haven't rated at out of 4.8 you know i can even give it a 4.9 because of what he's able to accomplish on the tight end side of the ball but his hips are very rigid um anytime he has to open his hips it's like two separate movements rather than just turn and go at the same time it's turn comma and then go for for dom here so this is a huge focus area for him heading into the off season and uh yeah honestly just working on getting hips open doing hip exercises making his hips a little bit stronger as well and improving that so that you know he could play more sideline to sideline than he necessarily did at Westminster. And then lastly, you know, because of the agility slash hip fluidity problems, I want his man coverage ability to go up a little bit more. Now he was mainly asked to play zone. So you know not a lot of instances of playing man coverage. But based off of the agility slash hip fluidity, I would not really want him in a one-on-one situation with, you know, a next level tight end. So I have his man coverage ability rated out of three, four, uh, just between, you know, his, his fluidity, as well as, you know, his ability to read plays. I feel like a play action, you know, kind of tight end scene play would be a way to attack Dominic Siani if I was a coach playing against him. So no, those are some things that I you want him to work and improve on before he heads to the NAIA D2-ish kind of level here to play for Cliff University, a uh, member of the Great Plains Athletic Conference. And, you know, congratulations on your commitment first off and congratulations to Cliff. I think that he has a lot of upside here and that these d1 or my these next level facilities these collegiate facilities will you know help him with his hip fluidity first and foremost i mean that's the biggest thing that i think needs to be fixed and once that comes along then he'll be able to improve a lot of these other areas i feel like they'll be able to use him in pass rush it pass rushing situations a little bit more and just be a little bit more creative with dom um i don't I wouldn't start him necessarily his first year. I'd probably redshirt him, and then he could probably see some special team time, you know, his second year. But, you know, I think that the year off will be good for putting on weight and working on some of these fundamental things. And then maybe by second year, being kind of a rotational guy, maybe playing a little bit more in the the run game, probably. And then hopefully by his third year, being able to get a starting spot and be a well-rounded linebacker would be an excellent turnaround for him and reflective of his overall potential. So Dom here, I have his overall grade here rated at a 57.1. I I think that it could be as high as, you know, 70, but he really needs to work on the fluidity and the hips, first and foremost. So That's my breakdown of our first linebacker and my first linebacker of this request season, Dominic Ciani, the first one of the rubrics for me. And with all that being said, coming up next will be my second linebacker of the request season. up in the morning for folks listening to this episode when it first comes out and a uh, good afternoon slash evening for anybody who is listening to it at a later time. This is another edition of Requests. I am your host Cody Stauffer and I just got done talking about my first linebacker of the season and now I'm going to immediately turn around and talk about the stud out of Peyton High School, Zach Cobb, the six foot one, 210 pound uh university of jamestown commit and uh this isn't the first recruit we're talking about who has committed to university of jamestown the other one being gage gordon and so what exactly landed zach cobb in this position so first off you gotta love the frame 6'1 210 pounds and just just a stud at a lot of different things. He was asked to play a lot of different. How should I say this? He was asked to play a lot of different kind of roles. I was thinking about breaking down his lineman film, honestly, because he's a pretty dang good lineman, but he is being recruited as a linebacker. And I think that's really fair. Um, This height and frame, I have it rated at 8.6. You know i think that there is some weight that he can gain but i'm not too too concerned about that so jumping into you know things i mean the height and frame i want to say it's something that zach cobb did well but that's just how he is but things in the game that he does pretty well he has a hit stick of sorts you know his hit power i rated it at a 7.2 And I think that kind of goes hand in hand with his run defendability. That's also rated at a 7.1. He can play a little bit more sideline to sideline. He shows a little bit more range and he shows a pretty decent ability of recognizing the play and, you know, making plays in the backfield or at the line of scrimmage rather than waiting for the plays to come to him. So, you know, those are some good linebacker instincts that you want to see. I think it's, you know, above average um kind of in that two star range i think that there is some room for improvement as far as just like being a little bit faster but overall recognition of the game and you know his ability to be attentive is really really good um i think that this is highly reflected in his 123 tackles and uh 15 of those being for loss so you know that's all really good and one reason why he's able to get so many of these tackles for loss is he is, you know, a former defensive lineman, actually. And so his block shedding ability is very solid. I have it rated at a 7.5. And, um, you know, I, I I think it just speaks for itself. You know, the 50 tackles for loss, he's able to get his hands up. He's very, very strong. He's strong like a bull, honestly. And um, just does a great job of pushing through these offensive linemen even you know at this 200 in town 210 pound frame i could see him being a headache for linemen on the next level even as they start to get bigger uh just from his raw you know kind of a patent country strength a little bit i know it's not really really out in the country but nonetheless you know that outskirt kind of just strength that he has within himself so you know you have a couple of different categories here in this seven range you have one that's just outside of it. I have his pass rush at a 6.9. He, you know, over his career racked up six and a half sacks, including the time that he played at defensive line. But, you know, he's he's a solid enough pass rusher. He's somebody who can generate a pass rush, uh, especially, you know, at, uh, at his size. He's pretty athletic too, so he can get his hands up and uh, bat some passes and whatnot while being in the quarterback's face and he's shown to do a couple of different things between his time on the d-line and playing at the linebacker position so he's very versatile and knowledgeable of stunts and exactly what they do from both positions which is really good and overall it's just really smart football player who has played so many positions including understanding how offensive linemen kind of tick and work having played a line for this peyton squad to exploit some of those you know opportunities that are provided now, some things that I think that he's pretty all right at, but it's still kind of middle of the road is his zone coverage ability. Um, he didn't really rack up a ton of interceptions over his career at Peyton, which is pretty fair because, you know, it is, you know, 1A football and a lot of the time they defer to running the football. But, um, you know, his hip fluidity, it's all right. I haven't rated it at a 5.1. Um, I also think that he's pretty blocky and rigid when it comes to moving his hips. But, you know, it's just, it's serviceable on the high school level, but could be a little bit of an issue on the next level. Uh, same with his zone coverage ability. That's kind of where I feel both of those are at. Neither of them were necessarily anything to complain about this past year, but they didn't instill confidence watching his film and thinking about how they might translate to the next level. And a big reason for some of these other concerns here is his top end speed this is absolutely an area of improvement he runs a five second 40 right now and honestly if he had a, a four eight five similar to uh dom i think that this is a very different story and a lot of people may think hey that's not like that's not a huge difference yes it is uh especially the game of football we're talking you know um and just his movement in game isn't uh as quick here so i have his top end speed at a five for how long it is um it's just not a very impressive time that's more of a lineman time which i get he did play lineman but if he's playing linebacker on the next level he's got to be faster um, especially because he's gonna have to get bigger too um, just a little bit and i'm worried about how that will impact his speed catching i haven't read it rated at a 4.1 i mean he has catches on his film but it's nothing to write home about So it's like, I know he can, but it's not overwhelming and the volume isn't high. So 4.1, it's serviceable. And lastly, the man coverage ability also out of four, it's serviceable, you know, he's able to do it on the high school level, but I wouldn't necessarily ask him to do too much of it on the next level. And so all of that being said, I have Zach Cobb rated at a 61.1. And looking ahead to the next level here, you know, Jamestown, they are NAIA, and they actually also play in the Great Plains Athletic Conference. So in the future, I could see maybe a little bit of a linebacker showdown here between Cobb and Ciani and see who could lead their defense to you know a more vaunted performance. I have a lot of faith here in Zach Cobb because of everything that he was asked to do for this Peyton squad. Uh, I like the idea of him as a leader as well, and you know, that uh, 3-2 GPA. Uh, pretty solid. So, you know, he seems like somebody who understands what it takes to succeed in the classroom as well as in the football field. And, um, you know, he was the overall league player of the Santa Fe League. So he knows what it means to be that guy. And I think that he could be exactly that guy for Jamestown here. And, you know, if he's able to just improve his athleticism here i think that he's also a redshirt kind of guy even though his size and frame he could see the field sooner than later but if you can afford to redshirt him and improve just his athleticism and footwork quite a bit um then i think that he could be a potential three-year starter for this squad and you know university of jamestown i think they found their guy and uh dom and zach ending up in the same conferences kind of funny because I did not plan that when choosing these players for this episode um, from requests. But I think that it's uh, pretty indicative and appropriate based off of their level of play this past year and, uh, you know, their athletic abilities. So I'm very excited to see how they get to compete and move up the depth chart over at their prospective universities. And last but not least, we will be ending in the secondary today and in the state of Colorado on the D2 level coming up next. Oh y'all, and welcome to the last segment here on this episode of the Playmakers Corner podcast. And you know, I'm just gonna jump right into it here. We have a safety here to talk about, and this safety is Blake Nislanik. I should—I probably should have asked Blake how to pronounce his last name here when I DM'd him to ask him some questions. But uh, Blake here—he's playing out of Glenwood Springs High School. He had a little bit of a shortened season for the demons. But that did not stop him from getting some serious looks and, you know, receiving an offer to play at Western Colorado that is in Gunnison. So over on that western slope side anyway and, you know, committing to to the Pioneers and whatnot. So first off, congratulations on your commitment. And what exactly are they getting here from Blake? And so I had to ask him what they were recruiting him as because when I first started doing his film, I was like, okay, I could kind of see him being used as a versatile running back a little bit or you know I could see him being used as a receiver and so he said tentatively that uh he's being recruited as a wide res- or as a safety um, but it could be subject to change and if I had to assume what it would change to, my first guess would probably be wide receiver at that six one hundred and eighty five pound frame, you know, a little bit lanky. But you know, as a running back, I'd say that he graded out fairly okay. Um, I didn't have a lot of access to blocking film here, but you know, he graded out at nearly a 60, so pretty pretty solid-ish running back. His receiving grade was, you know, close to an eight as well, um, with the easy ability to being eight. But you know, I think that'll be a little bit reflected here on his safety stats here. Um, So you get a pretty versatile player. He's a very athletic guy and, you know, somebody who I think can be pretty, pretty successful here on this next level. And so let's talk about some things that Blake does really well. First off, this height and frame is pretty dang good. Uh, I have a rated at 8.3. You could argue that he's a little bit on the lighter side. Uh, I think that he's going to end up gaining weight anyway. But, uh, you know, 6'1", 185. He's got the height. Uh, pretty good height for his safety position. And you could see that reflected in his ball skills and pass contest consistency. Uh, I put his ball skills at a 7.9 and his pass contest consistency at a 7.7. I think that he's a really good receiver. And the only knock that I have here is that some of these, you know, contested passes or passes that he bats, he could probably intercept a little bit more. So, you know, just turning more of these batted passes into interceptions, but his ability to close out space, kind of bait quarterbacks into thinking that they have, you know, a window to fit it in. And then he's just there to either, you know, uh, knock it down or get a pretty decent pick. You know, he can win jump ball situations. He has ripped balls away from receivers. And, you know, when he's playing offense, he's ripped it away from defensive backs alike. So he has very strong hands. It's just a matter of, you know, making sure that he comes down with it more often than not. So I think that those are both you know knocking on the door of the three star ability as long as he just converts a couple more of them into turnovers speaking you know of things that he does well you know he sits a lot of these categories in the very good kind of range here his run defendability i have rated at a 6.9 he does a great job of reading the play he gets tackles for loss at the safety position which is pretty insane, uh, especially when you kind of look at some of the numbers that our linebackers maybe had and, you know, some of the things that he was able to do, Um, you know, in his two years of playing varsity ball, he did rack up three tackles for loss. This is a little bit of a limited number here and uh, is also a little reflected in his frame and the fact that, you know, he wasn't maybe the most durable football player um, having missed, you know, a handful of games his senior year, but You know, in those games that he did play, I think that he was able to contribute in the run game, and that's not something that they'll necessarily have to worry about. He's pretty physical and, um, you know, does a great job of diagnosing a play and getting up where he needs to. His zone coverage is easily his best coverage asset. He, you know, can play a cowboy cover one kind of look. He's played cover two. He's played, you know, uh, that safety help over the top of the corner, uh, kind of looking at you know, that cover two um, man kind of look as well as uh, cover three. So, you know, he's played a variety of zones. He does a good job at all of them. He does a good job of playing the field. And I'd even say it's uh, close to a six, eight, honestly, uh, just with his ability to close out some of these distances. I think that maybe he gets a little too comfortable uh, against, you know, some of the competition that he does go against and he waits a little too long. He's going to have to be a bit more, you know, snap of the, hips here and uh getting to that play faster uh on the next level that being said you know his top end speed i've already had a 6.6 i don't necessarily think that he's slow i think that his top end speed is pretty all right but you know you look at a combination of his offensive and defensive skills and it's not like he was ripping off a ton of huge plays you know on the offensive side of the ball and it's not like he's taking huge plays back on the defensive side of the ball so I think you know, that's a fairly all right indication of where his speed necessarily is. And I think it is something that can improve, but it's not necessarily, he's not not being recruited because of it. And then lastly here for the skills that are in that good range, his hit power, I have rooted at a 6.3. I think that he can get more bigger hits with a little bit of work on his technique, honestly. I think that you know, like I said, that pause of getting to the ball can kind of slow him down just a little bit. And, you know, from there, uh, just being able to square up to the ball carrier and really land a solid hit here. Um, You know, he does have good hits. He does have big hits. I'm not saying that he doesn't, but I think that it is, you know, something that he could potentially work on a little bit here, but not as much as some of these other areas here. you know his man coverage ability i'd say that it's serviceable from the safety position but i am a little concerned with his agility slash hip fluidity that i think is pretty subpar um i think that he could be a lot smoother he kind of you could see like him step forward and then turn kind of thing it's you know one two it's one of those kind of movements and i think that he needs to clean that up a little bit his hip fluidity is at a 4.9 and in turn, you know his man coverage ability. Even though he does show me some man coverage capabilities, his man coverage ability is out of four point eight. Simply because I feel like he just needs more fluid hips, especially if you know he's playing the safety position and he ends up in a nickel corner kind of situation. I feel like he could be exploited by some of these really agile, these really quick-cutting, uh, complex route kind of slot receivers who, you know, just have that really good agility and hip mobility and can kind of go, you know, in, out, in. And then where is Blake necessarily on that uh, with hips that kind of need to take a second to get in the right direction? Lastly, I want to say, you know, he like a, he's pretty good in the run and, you know, he shows ability to knock some people back. But I think that his block shedding ability, he needs more of a bag here to contribute a little bit more in the run game I have rated out a 4.4 because I basically have only seen like a bull rush and then a sidestep and they work with you know a pretty decent efficiency but I think that the volume here just isn't high enough for me to really warrant a higher grade here uh with his time on defense that is so with you know his position being quote-unquote safety on the next level I have his overall grade out of 64.4. That grades out to a D2 guy. I think that he's a little bit of a project player and somebody that you maybe don't want to rush onto the field too soon. But at the same time, you have a pretty phenomenal athlete who, you know, if you're looking to get him some catches as well, he's somebody who can contribute, you know, through the air. Um, His time, he did catch 362 yards worth of passes and six scores. You know, he was a thousand yard rusher his junior year with uh nine touchdowns but i do think that he's a better receiver than he is a running back and hopefully you will start to see more consistency in his jump ball abilities or you know just as aggressiveness with the ball in air from the safety spot or you know from a potential wide receiver spot i think that he could play outside or inside he runs really good routes too um and shows a good awareness for the field so i would not be surprised if they do end up switching him to wide receiver i'm assuming his wide receiver score might be even a couple points higher than his safety score probably sitting in the 67 to you know 68 69 range with the upside of reaching like a level of 76 and uh being a solid contributor on the d2 level i would redshirt him though uh, especially with maybe some health concerns to just give him as much time as possible to get healthy, build up some muscle mass and, you know, increases mobility. Um, you know, which in turn will help with his agility and man coverage skills. If you really want him to be on the defensive side of the ball. So that being said, you know, with a redshirt year, this is a Western team that did win the Armac this past year. So there's a lot to be happy about, but, um, you know, I, I think that, uh, that he has some time, you know, with who they have returning and kind of just some things to look at, like that. That you have some time with him, along with the rest of the recruiting class, to just develop him a little bit and get him along. And then hopefully by his junior year, he could be a full time starter for you on either side of the ball. Like, seriously, either side of the ball, whichever side they want to develop him on, he could be a full time starter. On offense, I think he could be an eight, nine hundred yard receiver and flirt with double digit touchdowns. On the defensive side of the ball, I want to say he's somebody who could probably get five picks in a season and rack up, you know, close to 100 tackles, probably in that 90 tackle range at the safety position with the more and more that he can possibly contribute in the run game. So get some of these athletic things kind of squared away, uh, especially that agility. And then, you know, get a little bit more of a bag here with the block shedding ability and just get stronger for for this safety position and uh, this 64-4 will will climb and with that concludes my assessments and analysis of these players today and just as a reminder i just went over the you know safety blake nislanik out of glenwood springs high school at the linebacker spot i went over zach cobb out of Peyton high school and dominic Ciani out of westminster high school and then a trio of running backs in Marquise Hernandez, Troy Montley, and Kale Schaefer from Kennedy, Northfield, and Bayfield, respectively. Um, kudos to all these players. Uh, open line of communication with a handful of them, and you know, a lot of. Uh, uh, we just appreciate the support and reaching out and putting yourselves on this request list. And if you want to be on the request list, make sure to go to one of our social medias. That is at Playmakers Corner on Instagram, Playmakers Corner on Facebook, at Playmaker Corner on Twitter, also on our TikTok, Playmaker's Corner. Any of those have a link tree in the bio, and the very first link in that bio is going to you know allow you to pull up a Google form where you can fill it out like some of these players did or like some players did for these players film to be broken down. So you have all that going for you. Additionally You know, just follow us on social media so you can get announcements for all of our latest episodes, usually Monday and Wednesdays being our request episodes, Tuesday night streams, and then Fridays, Coach V talking about women's flag football that is, you know, growing in popularity and is just a lot of fun to track here and something that I also get to contribute to. Lastly, make sure to find us on Twitch for our streams. That's Playmakers Corner. If you don't manage to catch us on Twitch, or we repost our Twitch to YouTube, you know, that's just at Playmakers Corner. Go ahead and subscribe to that so you get notifications for all of our latest videos. And make sure to subscribe to us and follow us on any podcast platform. That's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. So you get notifications for all of our latest episodes. I have been your host, Cody Stoffer, and peace.